Hello, all Birdside listeners. Here's the audio from our newest YouTube episode. If you enjoy this episode or the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or many of the other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask you to rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you're getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. We have traveled to the capital region of New York State, and specifically today, we are in Boston Spa, and joining me is Larry, co-owner, and Terry, head brewer of the Speckled Pig Brewing Company. Gentlemen, thank you very much for stepping up and letting us interview you today about the Speckled Pig and all the deliciousness and that tasty-looking thing in the background yeah, as well. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, once again, thank you. Right, you also brought it. me some tasty-looking beers here to try. Yep. Uh, let's start with one of them. What I got here? Uh, that's going to be our Summer Fling. It's a New England IPA that okay. we uh, limited release. Uh, that's one that Terry brews. We give him pretty much uh, artistic control of one of the tap lines and let him brew whatever he feels like brewing. Awesome. So, usually it's a New England. As we do, a that's toast. Also, what I'm drinking. Wow. That's nice, clean. Is that like a pineapple ish grapefruit? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. What else is there? Mango in that too? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yep. Wow. Light crush, six six percent ish. That one's light. It's five yeah. five three. Oh, five three. That's rare for New England. Yep. Mm. We wanted to make wow. a little bit more of a session. I would I would crush a bunch of those. It's yeah, hard to reel Terry in. He's always trying to make ten percenters, and it's <laughs> a struggle we have. I'm every... happy now. <laughs> I got to make that. The big beer. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, Larry, what, uh, what led to the creation of the Speckled Pig? I mean, from what I read, it's uh, two families get together, yeah. buy a 1930s dress factory in Boston Spa, and yeah. let's make it a brewery. Well, something like that. My wife and I decided we wanted to open a brewery and just go for it. Um, and we ended up uh, meeting up with our partners, uh, Kelly Elliott. She's a local realtor. And we uh, reached out to her to show us properties in Boston Spa. We thought this area was really a... Um, ripe for a brewery. Um, we had looked at other locations and settled on Boston Spa after coming here and drinking in town, going out to dinner in town. And uh, we reached out to Kelly to show us some properties. And coincidentally, her and her husband and her son, RJ, had just bought this building <laughs> about a year and a half earlier. And we're in the middle of like cleaning it out and renovating it and saving it from basically uh, being demoed. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. I oh, mean, thank you. Just well, Boston Spa itself—it feels very like old school and quaint. Yeah. So, yeah, adding a, a more modern brewery in the area is pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, you do have real McCoy across the street, as mm-hmm. I'm assuming friends and competition. So, it's uh, it's nice that you know your locals will come here and enjoy a beer. Yeah, Terry's actually from Boston Spa. Okay. He's a he's a, a native originally. Yeah. And that's why he brought you here, Terry. Finish, I guess, brewing school and then come here. Or how did how did your brewing journey happen? Um, I actually started night kegging at a local brewery, okay. um, and then I slowly took over their entire packaging department and ended up installing their canning line, and I ran packaging for them uh, for a couple years, and then I left there uh, to go be a full brewer at ADK, um, and then left there to go be a, a full-time brewer at Northlight Brewing Company. Cool. And that's where I was in, um, until I came here. Yeah. That's awesome. So ADK is the Adirondack? Yeah. Is that, um... Lake George? Okay, Lake George, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, Adirondack, because I was thinking ADK Cider up in uh, near Shay Z. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Awesome. That's quite a little journey. And did you go to school or just beer was a passion? No, I did go to school. I was one of the first graduates of the Intro to Craft Brew course at Schenectady Community College, uh, studying under Rich Michaels. Cool. Uh, from Fog Alley. 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. And yeah. Larry, you just pretty good just give Terry free reign in a sense? Or? Yeah, I started <laughs> off, I was home brewing for about five or six years, probably about five years before we decided to go into this. Um, took a leap of faith, you know, and uh, after a few brews in, Terry showed up and uh, I learned that there was a lot that I didn't know. So <laughs> after uh, brewing with Terry a few times, I just handed him over the keys and said, you know what? Why don't you run with this and uh, yeah. I'll concentrate on other parts of the business. So, and then you guys just kind of throw ideas at each other. You're like, oh, I want this. And yeah, you're like, absolutely. yeah, let's, let's yep. take that. We, we constantly uh, go back and forth about different ideas and the yep. beers and stuff like that. We definitely collab on like what we want on the menu. Yeah. You know, as far as like, because we have a very wide variety. We yeah. don't concentrate just on New England IPAs. Um, like you might see at other places, we try to appeal to a broad audience. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it's been successful. I mean, I'm seeing 14 taps. Is that right? Uh, we have yeah. 12 here and 12. then eight upstairs. So we're 20 tap system yeah. right now. That's wild too, because you're talking about like getting together and, and doing that leap of faith and you open a brewery coming out of a worldwide pandemic. Yeah. Like I'm sure you already pot committed before. You're like, we're going to move to a brewery. Uh oh problems yeah let's figure this out and then i mean i I consider ourselves fortunate that we weren't in uh, because i know of other breweries that opened like with a month Mm -hmm. prior to the pandemic and all of a sudden they were really out of luck at least we we at least were coming out of it right so and we we opened our doors in september of 2022 and um people were anxious and ready to get out so it's been it's been good yeah, anxious and ready to get would be an understatement of understatement. what we went through for two years. Yep. I don't know if the lockdowns Certainly. in New York State were as crazy as, as where we are in Quebec, but yeah. uh, thankfully your business is now thriving from what, at least what I've seen online. I yep. mean, just coming here, I think you were open maybe a month and a half. I came here and yeah. I literally had to squeeze in to eat a pizza and a beer. And yeah. then I see a lineup. I'm like, okay, I'll not be a jerk. I'll let somebody else have a beer here to enjoy yep. Speckled Pig. How do, you, how do people discover Speckled Pig? A lot of it was just by word of mouth. Okay. Um, we were fortuitous to have some uh, good good press at the onset. Um, there hasn't been a brewery, new brewery open in Saratoga County since we opened. So when we did open, it was we we were we hadn't had a new brewery in about a year. So mm-hmm. a lot of the local newspapers picked up on it. We got some good good press in that regards. I did notice in that newspaper article they speak about your wife pretty much being. The pizza master, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Where, where, why, why pizza? I mean, I know why pizza personally because yeah. pizza is awesome. Yeah. Why pizza and why give her free reign to do pretty much whatever she wants from what I've seen? We, um, we visited a lot of breweries leading up to this. And uh, one of the, the things that we noticed is that breweries that didn't have food uh, uh, on site and relied mostly on food trucks, mm-hmm. they weren't as commercially popular and well attended as what we had envisioned. So we knew that we had to have some element of food um, and we settled on pizza because it, in our opinion, we've been making pizzas at home for a while. It seems to be reasonably easy uh, to, once you get the hang of it and uh, you, you can be very creative with the types of pizzas. You can put anything on them. It's a blank canvas. I saw a dill pickle one. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. So, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's oddly delicious and addictive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's great. And you know, there's, Pizza and beer, it's, it's almost like the perfect pairing. You can't, it's, you can't miss. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy pizza, yeah. whereas you could alienate certain people with, you know, one other niche. But if we were going to keep it simple, pizza was the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do anything else or just the pizza? We just do pizza, okay. just wood-fired pizza. Bavarian pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we do have a pretzel as well. And then 
a pizza oven brought in from Italy. Yeah. Was that difficult? <laughs> you know, we, we actually got lucky on researching like where to get a pizza oven of this scope. Mm -hmm. um, there was a local company here in um, Brewster, New York, which is only about a two-hour drive away, called Forney Forzi. They're now, I think, the Fiero Group. Okay. Um, and they are the distributor for this company out of Italy that makes these. So we, we were able to go and just visit them, and we attended a two-day um, school on dough making and, and how to uh, work with this oven. Very cool. It was awesome. very cool. It was awesome. How many pizzas are you making right now? Uh, about 14 on the menu right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was it was burning and churning when I came here that day. So it, yeah. it's it's like oh pizza for this guy, pizza for this guy. I'm like please let mine yeah. be soon. <laughs> so, what did you think of the pizza? Oh, it's fantastic. I just had the pepperoni because nice. I wanted something light, lighter yep. in a sense and the classic. Yeah, yeah, I destroyed the pizza and yeah. I had a flight and then like I said, it, there was a lineup at the door. I felt like being a jerk, just being all selfish and keeping my own little corner. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, we've learned that they like I, I I joke about it that I that I wanted to open a brewery that served pizza. And yeah, I ended up with a pizzeria that <laughs> serves beer because we it, the pizza has actually been very consuming part of our uh, of the operations right now. We're hitting uh, upwards of just shy of 400 pizzas a night on uh, Saturdays, and that's killer. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. The volume has been really <laughs> that, growing. That's an incredible amount. And then yeah. I see like board games inside. It's yeah. kid friendly in here. Oh, it is. Okay. And yeah. I'm probably not pet because food, but what about the rooftop patio? Are people allowed to bring their pets? Or We have an outdoor area on the side here okay. uh, with some picnic tables set up that uh, that's pet friendly area. Mm -hmm. As far as the rooftops concerned, you have to come through our tap room. So we restrict it to okay. service dogs only. Awesome. Yeah. And what made you decide to build the rooftop patio? I don't know. You, I'm sure you've gone to breweries and yeah. like and on a nice day out. If there's an outdoor area, that brewery's packed and it's mobbed. If yeah. you don't have, if you're in an urban setting, it's quiet until the sun goes down. So we wanted to attract, you know, people that wanted to come in here and mm -hmm. enjoy the outdoors. And the only place we could do that was up. We have a very small footprint yeah. here in the village, and uh, that that seemed to be the best way to do it. And then when yeah. it's nice, Terry, are you trying to prep brewing for the summer beers? Like I saw Blue Ray Pilsner. Oh yeah. Uh, this New England's very summery. Is that? Yep. Is that where the timeline comes along? Yeah, we're, we're gauging uh, what's coming down the pipeline. Uh, we're preparing for stuff uh, for this winter, yep. um, this fall. Um, so we have a, a lot of different beers planned. Um, definitely going to bring back some heavier stouts, some uh, yep. dessert stouts, yep. you know, maybe a s'mores stout or something like that. Um, but definitely the juicy IPAs are always going to be here. Yep. The, the basic beers too, the gringo, um, the blonde, and all the other ones, shandy. Awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get to beer number two I got here. That's a blueberry pills. Blueberry pills. Yeah. It's not as blue as I thought it'd be. Oh, wow. It smells so, bluey. Yeah. Smells blueberry. As we do. Cheers. A toast. Cheers. Oh, that's another. I sit on the front, sit on the side. If yeah. I had my dog, if I had a dog, and yep. crush a bunch of these. Realistically. Uh, drink responsibly or have a designated driver for sure but yeah i would have a bunch of these or stay yeah. at a local spa or inn from what yeah. i'm seeing around here so. yeah there's a lot of uh, airbnbs now popping up in boston spa that's awesome um we're uh, that's one of our beers that again we thought of for the summer that'll be going away probably after september or so and being replaced with another seasonal now speaking of which you guys like focus it's pretty much your mission statement on your website is new york malts and hops yeah we want to use local as much as possible yeah why decide that and not get ingredients from elsewhere unless you have to yeah so being part of the new york i don't 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with the uh, requirements with being a New York farm brewery. I know um, that a certain amount has to be done with New York State growth. Yeah, so. it's 60% uh, right now of all the, the malts uh, and hops are supposed to be used mm -hmm. in, our, in our brews. The malts, not that, that's not that difficult to achieve, but with the hops, that's what we're finding as an, an obstacle. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just a nice way to go to try to take care of our farmers locally. Yeah, for sure. Do you see there is an expansion of hop growing in New York State or even kind of this Northeast sector of, of America? Not really. No, we, we feel it's kind of slow right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because we don't, you know, I live literally three hours north and somehow our weather is much more drastic up in Montreal. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it feels like the growing seasons are either getting longer or shorter like every year. It's just, it's almost like an accordion. Mm. And for farmers to grow that stuff and what is it, a hop is almost every seven years or something to properly grow like a new hop. It's, there's no um, simplicity behind that. Yeah, I, I, I've read and heard that New York State used to lead the nation in hop, in, in, in hop farms and, uh, you know, per, per pound. Yeah. Uh, production, but uh, since then it's fallen way off and it's gone the way of the Pacific Northwest and you know now New Zealand even. Yeah, yeah from what I've heard, it's uh, local brewers in Montreal are like, yeah, no, we have to like pre-register for so many pounds of hops like way three years earlier or something. So yeah, it's... a lot of people opt to do hop contracts. We're not large enough that we need to do that yet. Yeah. So, because when we brew, we're talking about, you know, maybe 20 pounds of hops. Uh, that's for our bigger yeah it's bigger be total for the entire beer but yeah yeah and coming up on, on your one year anniversary very soon by the way congratulations it's awesome to hear thank one you, year. Thank you. that's 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 a big first year like uh in that first year together have you found things you've had to tweak or change to make yourselves more acceptable or bringing in the community a little more like what kind of changes have there been even to brewing like little tweaks in this first year yeah uh, capacity, size. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we're increasing capacity. We've uh, already bought multiple tanks. Uh, we just bought our largest tank, which is a 15-barrel tank. Yeah. Um, with our system, it takes four brews to fill up, uh, which is fun. You know, yeah. it's definitely keeping us busy back there. Yeah. Uh, but space is our biggest is issue right now. Yeah. You know, we're going to continue to grow and continue to move. We just got to figure out our, our space compartment. You know. Yeah. And we're, then, from what I saw, you guys have access downstairs. I'm assuming. Yeah. That's um, come along. That's going to be a um, private event space that's nice. being developed right now. Okay. We have our first uh, event scheduled for about four mm -hmm. weeks from now, so that's going to be a challenge. And then even the changes they've had to do in this tap room uh, in the last year, like mm -hmm. how much has changed from where it was to where it is now? The, we've added seating is about it. We're trying. <laughs> we're constantly like, oh, we need, where can we put in more seats? But it's with the uh, rooftop being open, that's alleviated a lot of the um, the backups. Mm -hmm. So because that's adding another. 40 seats or so. Do you see adding like heaters or anything on the roof for winter, people who are willing to sit outside in the winter and drink a beer? Absolutely, we were uh, already thinking about doing those propane fireplaces for the couch sitting areas. Very nice. Um, uh, going so far as to even like maybe do a tent uh, over the entire structure so that we can really extend it into the, for, so we can set up an ice bar. Amazing, uh, where's the name Speckled Pig come from? So b before I got into brewing, like, and if you're not a brewer, it would, it's very typical for you to go to a bar and just be like, hey, can I get a Miller Lite? Pour you a draft, hand you the beer, and you just consume it. You don't give it much of a thought, right? Once I started brewing and, uh, uh, you know, and getting these kits sent to you, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, wow, this is actual, feels like grain. And then the hops, and it comes, especially if you get whole, whole cone hops, you realize what a length there is to the farm and the connection that you have to the farmers. So I wanted to do a 
like a logo that was very clever and, and, and memorable, but also something that paid a little bit of homage to the farms. Um, so the more you brew and the bigger you get, and then you actually start going to these breweries that are located on farms and they're growing their own hops, mm-hmm. um, you realize what the connection there is to the farm. So we wanted to do something that was, you know, memorable, but also pays, you know, tribute to the farmers that provide all the, our, our, our craft to provide beer. Yeah. Well, it's that great circle, right? Like I'm sure your spent grain goes back to the farm. Yep. Animals eat it. Yep. You get yep. your malt, you get your malts and everything. So it's, yeah. it's that great circle. It's like the reduce, reuse, their cycle. Yeah. For some reason, brewing just has it down. Yeah. We have a couple of, um, well, one in particular, a uh, farmer that feeds his steers uh, their spent grain. And mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, we're still waiting for steaks. There should be some reciprocity. <laughs> Speaking of circle, but <laughs> uh, maybe Terry, you know this. Uh, when it comes to like water usage too in the state of New York, how how is it like? Do you have to have a special drainage system to reuse the water or kind of filter out the bad stuff before it goes into the city? Or? No, our, our water is actually really good here. Okay, yeah. yeah, and we're part we're hooked up to public utilities, so okay. it's not like we have a septic system or. We are not truly on a farm that mm-hmm. where we would have additional requirements because we're hooked up to the public utilities. Yeah, the New York State laws are weird about like the you're literally in the middle of a city, but mm-hmm. you're a farm brewery. You could be in the middle of Manhattan and be a farm brewery. <laughs> it's just the mm-hmm. commitment to purchase a certain amount of greens from <laughs> f- from you know farmers in you know from New York. Awesome. Yeah. All right, I got a well, I got two more here to try. But what's number three? Ah, uh, that's a coconut stout. Okay. It's also part of our summer series. You know, we got to have a stout on tap for the stout fans, but we're trying to make it more appealing for the season. Oh, it smells delicious. Cheers. Toast. Thank you. Ooh, that's the right amount of coconut for me. Yeah, you can overdo it with coconut. Gets away yeah, from you quick I've, with the oils of coconut. I've had some bad coconut stouts, but <clears throat> this is on the upper <laughs> ones that I've had. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's, wow. Mm-hmm. So how are the breweries up in Montreal and um, and Quebec? They're pretty awesome. I mean, there's ones I really, really love. Um, well, you, tra- you travel all around, and you see, I'm sure you've hit Vermont, some of the big names in Vermont yeah, and Massachusetts. Uh, how do they compare? I think I've hit 30 of the 70 breweries in Vermont. New York State, I'm at about 30 as well because I've traveled to New York City. I've been to Syracuse, so there's yeah. a lot of good beer in, in New York State as yeah. well. Uh, Vermont, uh, Montreal, specifically Montreal. We have Pub Brewski, uh, which is in a heritage building in the old port. Delicious beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from the smoothies to the New Englands to the Pilsners, they're all solid. Yeah. And then one of my favorites, he focuses on all the tea-based beers, and they're called Catarigines, or Four Origins, because where they are in Point St. Charles is, it's one of the original four southwest sick uh, sectors of Montreal mm. is very labor intensive, a lot of welfare, a lot of people returning from World War One and Two. That's those neighborhoods, so that's where their history is with the Irish, Scottish, French, mm. and British. That's what they focus on is all old British lager styles and stuff like that. Mm. Those are my two favorites. Also, it helps that uh, Four Origins has pinball, and <laughs> I love pint and a pinball. Just it fits for me. That's awesome. And then near my house, uh, there's Benelux, which is. They're going on 10 years, and it used to be a dry county uh, until 10 years ago where they allowed Benelux to come in as a brewery. And then just for where I live in Verdun, they were named the coolest like neighborhood in the world recently. It's Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Very so, walkable area? Very walkable area. A lot. I mean, they literally shut down the main street for people to walk along. They add patio seats. It's, it's very uh, pedestrian-friendly during the summer. 
winter sucks. <laughs> I mean, we literally go from this much snow to this much snow all of a sudden. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's it's great. I mean, Montreal is we've got a great brewing scene. Uh, even just outside Montreal, just south is Kahnawake Brewing, the first indigenous land brewery in Canada, oh, and he is kicking butt. So, Very if cool. you're ever in, feel free to send me an email. I will tell you where to go. Yeah, well, I always think of like whenever we go to Montreal, I always think of like my trips back in the '80s mm-hmm. when we would go to Brewers and check out and it was all just skunky Molson type beers up in Montreal. Yeah. No, I was a Brodeur guy when I was, because in Quebec you're allowed to drink at 18. Yeah. So I would bring it that's across the border. We went, that's why we went up there because yeah. we were like, you know what, we can go to bars. We're like, oh my God, yeah. this is the land of milk and honey. Yeah, I know there was awesome. literally somebody told me that the hotel right across, they'd be like, okay, they check people's pa- uh, passports or IDs and they're yeah. like, okay, you have to stay here. You're not allowed to drive back across the border tonight because you've been drinking all night. But, you know, it's it's... Montreal, it's, you know, as if you have a terrible fake ID at the time, I don't, I don't promote this at all, but if you had a terrible fake ID 20 years ago, you could get away with it. I mean, I'm in my mid forties, so I used to get away with a lot of crap when I was yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. So, we, oh. we used to make the trip quite, quite often because it's not, it wasn't very far. Yeah. And if you're underage legally there, yeah. but here we're underage and we just love the bar scene up there. But. That is something I find a little unfair in the U S is like, if you can legally vote or Join the military. You should be allowed to drink a beer. Yeah. Why, why I not? Disagree. <laughs> so. I don't disagree. The speckled pig. Does he or she have a name? Uh, I think the staff here has named it Benny, and the little child of Benny's is the Jet. Okay. So it's Benny and the Jet. Nice over there. Yeah. Awesome. And that's staff, right? <laughs> Our staff is yeah. real. They the staff is what makes the speckled pig. You know, yeah. as special as the tap room experience that you're going to find. It's like, I think the reason why we've been so successful is because of the vibe, not just the good food and the good beer, but it's like really the vibe that you get mm-hmm. when you're here, you know? Our when it came to initially it staffing, was was there an issue? Because I know right now staffing for a lot of places like yourselves yeah. is an issue. We haven't had that issue on the, the beer tending side okay. and, and, you know, that staff. The pizza side's always going to be a little bit different beast because it's a, it's a pressure cooker back there, especially when you're yeah. turning up pizzas every uh, minute and 15 to minute and 30 seconds, right? So it's <laughs> just good. busy. It's just busy, but like, who doesn't want to work at a, at a brewery and being a bartender, yeah. right? We haven't had issues there. So usually once we got um, a couple of good staff members cool. here, we're like, oh, do you have any friends that want to do it? And they're like, heck yeah, we do. And we've just been in a good spot where we haven't had to really like, the turnover rate, um, anytime that we do lose staff, mm-hmm. like friends of friends are able to just fill those roles. So The Founders Club, what? I saw, from what I read online, you started the Founders Club before it opened. Uh, well, actually, we did that uh, the opening weekend. Opening weekend, we had soft okay. Weekend, we had soft openings that were just, um, like, kind of just targeted toward our friends okay. and family members, just, to, you know, that have been supportive with us throughout our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of caught on. We, did, we only did it for the first two weekends um, that we were open. Uh, and just solicited them to make a donation. Uh, in exchange for their donation, we gave them a t-shirt, a spot on the wall, and then the first Wednesday of every month, we have a private party just for them. They get to come in and sample. We always have new beers every mm-hmm. month. They sample the new beer, or that we give them little postcards that they review the beer. Um, they'll tell you, tell us if they like it, mm-hmm. tell us if they want to see it on the menu, and then give them the opportunity to name it. If we select their name out of all the entries, they end up with a, with a sweatshirt, and then the end of the night, they get to walk away with a can of uh, can of the beer. Very cool. So, yeah, it's a good. It's it's actually a great. Uh, I mean, uh, the first ones every month, it's kind of cool because everybody's starting to get to know everybody, like that. Because there's 
upwards of 300 There's of them. There's a lot of names. Yeah. So, but but now it's become kind of like these are our core group of yeah. people, and they're gonna they've gotten the chance to see us grow over the last year, and uh, hopefully five years from now they're gonna be like, wow, I can't believe I knew this place when it was just a we little tap room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you see at the one year anniversary coming up? Will there be more benefits to the Founders Club? Do you see it maybe doing like a renewable thing once a year if you want to keep on? We're we're not gonna up? we're not hitting anybody up. Uh, okay. These guys are founders for life and they supported us early on and that's awesome they're here for life love that yeah i, I love the i love the concept of uh, founders clubs mug clubs whatever it's, yeah like, yeah I it's a loyalty this, program yeah, yeah i love this brewery so much i need it yeah. to succeed yeah. here's my money we've been fortunate be enough that i i don't want to do make it an annual thing because I, I, it's not a money grab for mm-hmm. me for these are our core customers like we see them and their family like once a week a lot of them so for us it's like we're good. And your local sport is uh, it's a higher great. level than you ever expected? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I, I've even, I've joked before how I've been like, man, I would love to be a brewery in like Key West where you don't have to put out <laughs> great beer and great food because every day, every day Carnival Cruise comes and drops off 5,000 customers and you'd be like, oh, you don't like our beer? That's okay. Tomorrow we've got a new, new 5,000 customer base coming in, you know, but here you have to crank out good food. You have to crank out good service. You have to crank out good beer or you're not going to get repeat customers. Mm. So it's not just, it, it's not, a, it's not about a, a cash grab or anything or a money grab for us. It's just about like, Hey, we're providing you guys with uh, like, my goal was to put out great beer. Like that's what we really wanted to do is just make great beer. And I still get, a, uh, I, I don't take for granted when I like, when I'm working the bar, people don't know if I'm the owner or not. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is really good. And be like, well, I still get a kick out of that. I still like hearing that. Let me just do this. No, <laughs> no I, I totally get a kick out of it. I, but, I love you yeah. telling me, oh my God, this is your best beer yet. Yeah. He's going to tell me that this probably is. every week for the yeah. next three years, four yeah. years, wherever long, yeah. long I'm here. This, this one. I mean, is. Terry, you sound your pot committed here. From the sound <clears throat> of it, yeah, so. I'm committed here. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And so what I like about the capital region is last time I was here... I think April 2022, I got a little booklet that said Capital Region of Craft Beverages. Yeah. Do you find that helps random people like me discover you? Um, there, are, there are certain things like that, like the New York uh, State Craft Beer Association puts out that passport um, or a passport mm-hmm. like that. And that definitely, every once in a while, you'll see people come in and be like, oh, they're checking in on that app. And then there's also another organization that does a passport. Mm-hmm. And people do come in and they're like, oh, can I get my stamp? And we hit them up with the stamp. Yeah. So, so there are like, there's a lot of organizations out there that are supporting like yourselves that are like, basically their job, they exist to support craft breweries. If it weren't for that passport, I would have never known about you guys. Awesome. Well, actually to be realistic, I would have never known about real McCoy yeah. and then real McCoy wouldn't have suggested you guys. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That's They're crazy. like, no, go, if you need a pizza <laughs> right there. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, and I'm assuming Terry as, as a brewery, there's a lot of like sharing with other breweries, like, oh, I'm at a Crystal Malts. Do you have any? Oh, I'm at this. Do you guys? And then yep. you, you pay it back. It's yeah, yeah. I know um, all the different breweries around here, and I'm yeah usually yep. communicating with yep. some of them every once in a while for different ingredients yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. We're hitting them up for like used barrels or used <laughs> kegs all the time. Be like, hey, what do you got in the used market? You know, uh, I got a fourth one here. That is the. Pink over blue sour. It's a, oh, actually, that's the Rebel Rose sour. It's a black okay. cherry sour. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Toast. Mm. 
wow, that is, that's a perfect sour for me. Yeah. It's not like punchy. It's mm -hmm. not yeah. making me do that. Yeah, we don't go for puckering. We kind of shoot for tartness is what we're looking for. I try to make all my beers uh, very drinkable, yeah. you know, uh, not over the top um, anything really. Um, I mean, I definitely go over the top on sometimes with hops and, yeah. and juice. And, yeah, he does. Um, I think that all adds to the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, I guess as a brewer, you're trying to get that macro drinker to come and drink everything here. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And then together, do you guys... You're doing growlers right now, but do you see a, a crowler or a canning line coming in at some point? Yeah, we actually have a, a crowler machine. Okay. So we do uh, 16 ounce and 19.2 uh, yeah. cans right now. Yeah. Um, so it's limited supply. We have them in the back right now. We're going to load up the cooler. Um, but we do plan on buying our own canning line eventually. That's 16 uh, ounces, 12? Mm -hmm. Probably 16. Yeah, yeah. 16 ounces. Yeah. Six, I think 16 is the way to go. It is. That seems to be the, that's what craft beer drinkers are demanding right now. That's our next hurdle that we're going to uh, mm -hmm. uh that we're going to end up approaching is we're going to be doing a canning line at just after our one year anniversary. Okay. So in October, we're going to be shooting for our canner. Hopefully we'll be doing some uh, special releases too. Uh, like when we have a new beer, like super haze, mm -hmm. uh, we'll mm -hmm. be able to do limited can releases. Yep. Awesome. Love that. And I guess you'll give the founders the first shot at those cans if they want them type thing. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's incredible. Yep. Um, I saw a lot of events, rooftop yoga, music nights, yep. uh, trivia, other events. Like, sure. What made you decide to not just be coming and drink a beer and eat a pizza? It's, let's entertain the people yeah. here. Well, it's what people really demand. So mm -hmm. you're, you're looking, it's, it's a craft, right? Craft beer, but it's also a business. So what you're trying to do is maximize as many people coming in and experiencing Speckled Pig mm -hmm. as possible. And uh, through things like... Uh, we, most places are closed on a Monday night. We chose to be open on Mondays to take advantage of like, people still want to go out on Monday, but yeah. they, a lot of them don't because there's no place to go. So we opened on a Monday night and did trivia here. And now Monday night's one of our busiest nights. Like it's very hard to find an open seat on Monday because of trivia. Yeah, trivia has become so popular. So, and there's nothing more defeating right. than, oh, I think I'm smart. I'm not smart. <laughs> I thought I was smart <laughs> until I started doing trivia here. I'm yeah. like, but then God, no like, wonder everybody cheats. Yeah. So hard, these questions. <laughs> then you want to go back and you want to better yourself and you want to learn stuff and then you want to win trivia. So is there prizes yeah. for the trivia winner or is there like a monthly yeah. tournament? Like how does, how does no, trivia work we give, uh, we've got for, uh, first prize winner here wins a beer mug with a $100 gift card to the Speckled Pig. Nice. Second place is 50 and then third is 25. If you guys weren't three hours and change away, I'd be coming every Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Or at least to watch, I'm assuming football is going to... Football's yeah. not far away. Like it's not yeah. far away. Uh, do you yeah. get do you get a lot of sports sports bros coming in and watching? You know, I don't know if the uh, why it's not, but our Monday night football here, it's not so. Most of the time, people are here just for the trivia. Yeah. And uh, once the trivia is over and the football games are on, it's like it's like the movie theater. I joke all the time. It's like it's like basically up oh, trivia is done. They stand up and they walk out like it's they're rolling the credits. Like, uh -huh. So, but it's uh -huh. good. That's terrible too, because football, like I said, pizza, pizza, beer, I know. football, yep. <laughs> pizza, yep. beer, baseball. Yeah. So pizza and beer is the ultimate sports combo for me. So Yeah, we have four TVs here, yeah. big screen TVs to watch the, watch the games on. So what are the, besides a couple of special releases, what are some other big plans for that one year coming up in a couple of weeks? I, we're going to be doing an Oktoberfest. Coincidentally enough, our one year anniversary falls on September 23rd. Um, by that time, we're going to have our event space open. So we are planning on doing all three levels open. We're going to have our New York State craft spirits. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be making some cocktails on the first floor. 
And then up here, we're going to be business as usual. The rooftop, we're going to be having a, um, a live band playing there on our one year anniversary, and we're going to be serving bratwurst and uh, out in the alleyway. That's the plan. I got to figure out how to get here. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Problem is, I'm so busy, and like for you know, this is a passion. Like yeah. this is your passion. Yeah, it, it pays you. Yeah. Unfortunately, our passion doesn't pay us yet, except for delicious, tasty beers. So you must put a lot of miles on, huh? Uh, well, we call them kilometers in Canada. But okay. Okay. <laughs> <I've>, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, my last car, I put fifteen, twenty thousand kilometers just beer traveling. I mean, we did the New What's York that, State. Fifteen miles. Sixteen miles. Uh, no, I think that's <laughs> so. I know sixty-five miles an hour is hundred and ten kilometers. So it's like just under double. It's one point eight or something weird like that. It's the same thing where we still use meters instead of feet, but. Everybody in Canada is like, I'm five foot nine. I'm not one point eight meters tall. So. I'm six hundred centimeters. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's not like we're using stone. Where I'm like, I'm twelve stone, or whatever. I think I'm more than that, but nonetheless. <laughs> so amazing. And uh, Terry, any any anything for yourself that you'd like to see included for that one year anniversary? Um, I mean, I'm always pumping out new beers, so I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have a couple new beers even before then. But yeah, I have a couple things rolled up my sleeve that I haven't yep. said anything about yet. But yep. we'll, we're gonna work on something special. Sure, a white stout or black IPA or something <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Maybe a white Christmas stout. <laughs> yeah. And then you see a shandy, and then you were telling me about a hard root beer. Like, yeah. Where does that mm -hmm. freedom come? From? Like creating a hard soda? How? <laughs> how did That's that cool. come about? It, it comes out of our seltzers. Um, okay. But yeah. Do you feel the popularity of seltzers are continuing, or is it kind of petering off? No, seltzers are very popular. Yeah, yeah, very popular. We don't because we, we do them like craft cocktail is yes. how we present them here. Yeah, so I make a basic seltzer with no flavors, and then uh, they do flavor shots at the bar. Because mm -hmm. I've, I've tried the macro <clears throat> seltzers, and I'm like, all I taste is chemical. Mm. They're gross. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. drinking local seltzers and local shandies and, and ciders yeah. and stuff, do, yeah. you, do you see yourself making a cider, maybe a mead at some point too? Or uh, I know the mead, apparently the mead rules in New York State are like very unique. Same with cider too. You need yeah. a separate license to, oh. to do cider if you're a brewery. Yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Or, and mead as well. Yeah. Yep. That's a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we have all these leftover apples from the farm. We can't do anything. Oh, yeah. put them on a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> My boy blue. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about besides Nobody. this last anniversary beer that's coming out? So this one here, this isn't an anniversary beer. We have a series of beers called In a Haze, and uh, okay. that's our signature, uh, one of our signature IPAs. That comes in at just about 8%. We have a version of it called uh, In a Little Haze, and then this one is In a Super Haze. So this one's going to be almost 9%. And awesome. uh, it's getting brewed today. Okay. Or it's getting kegged today. Packaged today. Yep. That's kind of the beer that's uh, close to my heart. I've been brewing that beer for a while. Yeah. This is the juiciest, I think this is our juiciest beer we've made yet. Do you see yourselves collabing with anybody making collab beer, collabing with a different maybe local restaurant provider to sure. kind of collab in the, in the kitchen? Like what, what kind of collabs do you see yourselves doing in the future? So we have a, a, a little um, a coffee shop right mm -hmm. right kitty corner to us when we were in the middle of renovating this building we were going over there for coffee every morning and we noticed that every day they have a different flavor coffee of the day so we just got to know uh, Kim from the coffee planet really well and uh, we started uh, tying in all of our stouts are flavored uh, okay. are based off of the flavors that we would get from her coffees so we collaborate with uh, coffee planet to do our stouts um, right now it's just 
so busy that we have not yet taken the time to to reach out to other breweries to collab. But you know, Terry's Terry has a lot of contacts and with the Capital District Brewers, so it's not off the table. No, we're definitely open to it. Just waiting for that right moment, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> waiting to catch our breath, honestly. Yeah. And Terry, yourself, are there, is there like a dream co-brewery collab? No, no. I mean, I'm I'm kind of open to anything. You know, I mean, I I know people at you know Single Cut, um, Northway. I mean, I, up and down. Yeah, New York, and I'd be open to a collab with any of them. A PBR. A PBR. PBR IPA. Can you imagine the possibilities? Is PBR still independent or are they owned by somebody now? I think. I don't know. Because I know like Anchor. Yeah. Like Anchor was owned by Sapporo and they're going through their crap right now. Yeah. But so it's, yeah, Stone. But I assume you just don't see yourself, unless somebody came in with like a billion dollars, I don't see you doing that. You seem very passionate about this being yours. In, until you know, <laughs> until five hundred million or a billion dollar comes in, <laughs> we're just looking to build this brand and build yeah. build uh, you know something something a little you know for for the future. Cool. Yeah, we have direction. We're, we're we really want to just concentrate now on getting that canning line up and going, and uh, we have a partnership with a local distributor, Saratoga Eagle, um, that's been going very well. And uh, we're, right now, we're just doing packaged keg beer mm-hmm. uh, out to local restaurants. But we're really starting to focus and look forward to that canning line. And who are some of those? So let's say I come here, I mm-hmm. grab a pizza, but I yeah. also want to experience the area. What are those restaurants oh, where yeah. you guys are distributing to? We're in about uh, 51 restaurants right wow. now. Wow. But, okay. um, but uh, like locally right here in our backyard, like the mill has been very supportive. Um, they are on the Bentleys and yep. the Rusty Nail. They've been great. They, they continue. Rusty Nail. Interesting yeah. name. Uh, yeah. The, that place is packed. Yeah. Lunch and dinner. It's about twelve hundred square feet, I'd say. Every oh, seat taken the entire time. Every seat. It's, it's that's not a bad thing. Huge yeah. outdoor area. Yeah. I mean, you sound like you're incredibly busy. That's not a bad thing to have right, right. now. So, yep. especially with one year coming up. Yeah. So, um, what's the future for Speckled Pig after that one year in Boston Spa in New York State? Like, yeah. Where, where's your future that that you see it as yourself? We're gonna try to increase our footprint from the distribution at first. Um, there's always the possibility of a second location. We're going to uh, approach that for 2024, and we'll think about it then. And then Terry for Brewing, where do you, where do you see the future here? It's crazy wild experiments, maybe try and oh, yeah. create something That's new. Oh, yeah, what I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to continue to grow. Uh, we're planning a, a bigger system to help me uh, produce beer quicker and you know just do it more efficiently. Um, yeah, and we're just going to figure out our spaces, <laughs> space issue and- uh, running out of room right now. Yeah. We, I never thought we'd be out of room in this building. We're out so of here room. Here we are already getting crowded, <laughs> crowded. Hey, it sounds like you're going to balls to the wall, but at the same time, you're keeping it simple at the same time. Like, yep. so it's no need to complicate things. Just keep release, releasing delicious beers and yep. people just keep coming here and yeah, buddy. having a delicious beer and having a tasty pizza, whatever one of the 14 that you have, it's, yeah. It's a lot of choice to come here, so yeah, uh, I definitely p- suggest people check you out. And for those who are trying to find Speckled Pig, yeah. where can they find you? Uh, we're on the World Wide Web. You can find us at speckledpigbrewery.com. Uh, Facebook is more up to date, and they're always doing Facebook and Instagram posts. And what's your physical address for people who are looking for you? Uh, we're in downtown Balsam Spa at 11 Washington Street, Balsam Spa, New York. Terry, you want to mention anything else? Or? Uh, come by and try out our great pizza and great beer. Fantastic. 
Cheers. So, all that's going to be in the show notes. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe. Hit the notification bell for all future episodes. Add All Beer Inside us on all social media. And as we say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. I like that. <laughs>